0: Hi, pet business owners. I hope you are doing fantastic today and having a great year. So far, and I wanted to let you know before we dive into this third coaching session with Stephanie that the 28-Day Business and Life Boot Camp for Badass Women is happening on February 1st. I would love to have you be a part of it. You can find out more by going to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 139. That's the number 139. Or you can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash bootcamp. And I don't know if I'm going to be offering this 28-day bootcamp ever again. I may. But at this point, I probably don't think so. So if it's something that you've been kind of kicking around in your mind of like, ooh, I'd love to perhaps do that, I want to encourage you to sign up because it may be the last one that I do and at the very least i probably won't be offering it again until you know close to the end of the year if i do offer it again so if you would like to hit the ground running with a supportive community of business owners to help you if you'd like to have a business buddy if you'd like to be able to really acknowledge and go after your dreams goals and visions the boot camp will help you do that. It will also help you focus on income producing activities, so as well as self care. So you can find out more by going to the show notes page, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast one hundred and thirty nine. And now I want to share a bit about this session with Stephanie. So this is the third and final coaching session with Stephanie. Who is a pet business owner? I have never worked with anyone on the podcast three times, but I just felt like it was really important conversation and coaching session to have. And it didn't feel totally complete for me or for her in the second session. And so we set up the session and I'm releasing it today. And I'm so excited for you to hear it because. What we talk about is what a lot of business owners experience, compulsive overworking, high achieving, going after your dreams, goals, and visions without really bringing a level of consciousness to it. And within that, it can lead to depletion, a lack of enjoyment, so many things that lead to life being unsatisfying. And so you're going to hear about that, you're going to hear about a lot more, and I invite you to step into my coaching session with Stephanie. Enjoy. Bye, Kristen. Hello, Stephanie. I'm just absolutely so happy to be here with you today for you this do, me too. third session. Yay, yay. So my dear, tell me a little bit about what you know your business your life has been like since the last two sessions I know it's been some time in between so I'd love a little check-in and then you know we can dive into what you're struggling with now yeah um a lot has happened uh when we
2: first we really connected on that first interview at a time where I I was struggling and felt frustrated and I just, I didn't know what, what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had that first conversation, which was great, uh, there, especially at the end where we talked about, um, <clears throat> about being enough and the, the mantra of having done enough, um, and how, that sort of emotional and safety um, mm-hmm. was lingering a bit in in the way I was making decisions
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the business and some of the stress. And so a big step there was between that session and the second session is I stopped one of my projects, one of my baby projects. It's easy you know, to focus on the new thing because it's exciting, but I, I do think it was giving me, it. I just did not have the time. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped that momentarily. And so when we met that second time, I was definitely in a place where I had a lot more um, mental capacity Mm -hmm. and a lot more space to think. And I really started to realize how this, once I do feel like I'm safe and this is enough in my business and my work that... I sort of realize that my the next big thing is I have to be realistic with what I can do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not trying to do everything because there's this like the scarcity feeling, then I can pick what I want to do, then how am I going to do that? And so for us to have talked about that and how to make more um realistic choices, you know, and this to-do list that I was scared of making because it was just too much um, was, was really a big part of that, that second session for me. Um, and during the new year, I felt very strongly that my word for the year is to make space. Uh, nice. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, with everything I'm doing, I am thinking, you know, I'm, I, I need the space to do it. And so mm-hmm. is there space? And if there is not space, do I really need to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, you had done this beautiful metaphor or no story about the the, the woman who was this great cook and farm, and there was this opportunity, right? For this franchise, but she chose not to do it because she knew that something had to be taken off for that to be fit in. And I really took that to heart. And so I'm being a lot more careful So moving forward from that point, um, a big, I have been more introspective. Um, I am listening more to myself uh, and, and how I'm feeling when I'm working on something or throughout the day so that I can really get a better gauge of how much I'm able to do so that when I do plan for something, I I know myself better mm-hmm. in the business. I have started to let go of things that could be done, but realistically don't need to be done. Mm-hmm. And so for example, we were doing a lot of social media and now I'm thinking, well, you know, based on where we are now, do we really need to post every day? Mm -hmm. Probably not, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And if I'm spending hours on that, could those hours be used as something else? Or um, we were doing a lot of fine tuning. Some of it is really great in spurts to like fix parts of the business. Mm -hmm. But there was sort of the sense that everything has to be
0: perfect all the time you know and that takes a lot of time to do well it does and it's impossible to do too so if that's the focus of this has to be perfect which you're not alone there a lot of business owners go there it's kind of um the high achiever you know that's part of the mentality of the high achiever and so Part of your work, which you're doing, is kind of dismantling that perfection piece of you. And um, you can do it. You can do what you want, but you can't do all of what you want. You're learning that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are consequences if you do. That's right. There are consequences if you do. And it impacts not just you, but it impacts your family it can impact your financial state in a negative way. You can think, oh, I'm going to do this, but you know, you're pouring a lot of money perhaps into something that, um, doesn't deserve all that money or it doesn't deserve it right now. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to
0: make space. It's It's almost
2: that, you you know, the, talk about that um, Marie Kondo, where it's like, you take something and it's like, how does it make me feel? And then just let go of it. Let go of it. (laughs)
0: Does it it spark joy? Does it spark joy? And if there's something that you're bringing into your life, especially a big something, whether that be a business, a project, a baby, a relationship, you know, a new way of living a big epic trip, you know, then something will likely need to be let go of in order to make space for that. And that can make you sad, perhaps, you know, but it could also free you up like, oh my gosh, this is going to allow me to enjoy what I'm creating, whether that be a baby, a business, a trip relationship right absolutely and the other thing I just first of all ah, oh, I have tears in my eyes because you are just so like oh I'm just really touched by your awareness of yourself like it, I don't know why it makes me so teary but it just does
1: it's oh, like you. I'm
0: so touched by your self-awareness by your introspection, by your willingness to really take this work to heart, the work that we've done together in these last two sessions, and now this one. Because this, I believe, the work that you're currently doing, the inner work especially, is going to lead to the outer work that you that you truly want, and that truly sparks joy for you. And... It's just you're bringing your heart and mind and soul to this work. And I think that's what's really touching to me and brings tears to my eyes. And um, I'm, you know, I'm always like a cheerleader for those people, including you, who are really doing the deep inner work as well as the outer work. Like, I think if you want a recipe for success for business, do the inner work And do the outer work, not just one or the other. And you're doing I'm starting to realize that. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say, Stephanie, is that, um, and this was something that came up for me, too, because I'm a big go-getter, just like you, and just like a lot of listeners on this podcast. You know, I love to take on things, create you know, create new businesses and ventures and projects and all of that. Like that is so delicious for me. What's not delicious though, is when I pile so much on my schedule and in my mind and all around me that I can't even see my life. And so what I began realizing is I began looking at my to-do list from a different perspective each day. And that perspective was this. Yes, I would add things to it, you know, from the prior day or from what arose during my journal writing in the morning. That's usually where I get my to-do list is when I do my morning pages in the morning. And, you know, a lot of clarity comes from that. And so I'll add things to my current to-do list. But what I began looking at with my list is instead of like, what can I do today? Or what can I add to this list? My question to myself is, what can I let go of today? I love that. Yeah. And it really dovetails and fits nicely with what you were saying about your making space this year and that being the major focus for you, right? In your life, in your business. Because when we have so much piled up, We cannot see the forest, right, that's right in front of us. We can't see like the beauty of the trees, the beauty of our life, what we've created. We can't see the past of what we've created. We can't see Mm -hmm. the future. All we're seeing is like this mound, this pile of tasks that we need to do. Yeah, and it becomes like a a brick wall in front of us and behind us. Like it's a, it's like we're in a castle that's a really dreary castle. <laughs> we've created it ourselves, and we've got this moat around us and these walls, and we can't see. And so, what I hear you doing, Stephanie, is some dismantling, right? And it doesn't mean that what you're letting go of needs to be let go of for the rest of your life or even all of this year. But what you're doing right now is creating space for you to get clear. Right. Getting clear about what you want and need in your life rather than just like instinctively out of perhaps not feeling safe financially or something. Oh, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to take that on, you know? but there's a consciousness that you're bringing. Yeah. Which is so powerful. And yeah, that's, that's, that's just really great. Great work. Yeah.
2: I agree. All the things that you said and just to piggyback on what you were saying about you know, dismantling, there was a bit of a wake-up call for me because at the end of the year, you know, we all talk about goals. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next year going to look like? And when I looked back at the past year, it looked like a blur. Wow, um, and it was almost where I'm like writing down all these things that the business did or that I did. I, I have manager um mm-hmm. and she worked on things. and and it was almost like I felt overwhelmed Yeah. looking back. Wow. But I know that during the year, I always felt like I was trying to catch up, like I wasn't doing enough.
0: Yeah, that's exhausting. And
2: <laughs> exactly. And so mm. seeing that um, double standard, I think with the timing as well as this podcast and <clears throat> It's just it's almost like divine intervention a little bit because, I mean, <clears throat> following you for many years, excuse me, and so I had signed up to be on the podcast when the first, like, emails came up about, you know, being on the podcast, and it's like years later, you just, out of nowhere, there's this email, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> We're following up, you know, <laughs> so it's almost like this divine intervention that you came because um, there's I always been a peacefulness like because you are you're so about you know being successful but being successful in a way that is respecting yourself and your well-being yeah so and so important. it was just such
0: a perfect timing so thank wow. you wow i am really happy to hear that and i feel like you know there are no accidents in a lot of ways right mm-hmm. and so how perfect um and yes, so going back to what you said about, you know, I am all for business success, life success. But I think what can happen for a lot of us high achievers, and again most business owners are high achievers, that's why they're in business, um mm-hmm. is that we can kind of get swept up in I got to do this, not nah, this, not nah, that. Nah. You know, and then it becomes this like freight train that we're riding that wasn't even our freight train to begin with. It's like what society deemed, you know, this is how you do business. Or if you have a business, you always have to be stressed, right? There's that mentality that's so pervasive in business that, you know, um, to do well, you have to work hard or hustle or grind or, ugh. And I used to be of that mindset, but that is not a sustainable mindset. And so what I have learned, and it is a process, my dear, for me, still after all these years, okay, I am not perfect at this by any means. I wish I could say I was. I'm not. (laughs) It's like, sometimes it's even a daily practice of like, what do I want today? You know, what can i let go of today in my schedule you know where am i finding myself compulsively ramped up in my mind in my actions you know and that can be an addiction too a way to not feel painful feelings mm-hmm. right there are mm-hmm. lots of ways that that you know running away from our life can manifest right and some yeah. for some people it's workaholism Right and and it's very revered by a lot of people, Mm -hmm. and there's often a reward for it. You know, Mm -hmm. if you work hard enough, you probably will make enough money or even a lot of money. But are you going to feel good? And if you're carrying yourself around, (laughs) whatever you're doing, if you're the one, you know, you know, ideally, it's like creating success that has heart and meaning and that is a sustainable type of success. Yeah. Right. And so you are really looking at this and, you know, what I have found for me, because I have been where you are and sometimes still go where you are, you know, again, it's kind of, it's a process of dismantling this, Old, old survival way of being um, is sometimes I need to write myself notes, you know, (laughs) like actually see it like a post it note. Like, what can you let go of today? Might be a note that I would write myself. Or, you know, what's something you can do today that sparks joy? You know, how can you create what you want in a way? I'm saying this as a note I might write to myself. How can you create what you want in a way that is joyful? Because what that does is it kind of wakes me up from a trance that can be so easy to fall into that compulsive doing trance. Yeah, today actually, because
2: I have a lot going on, Um, as everyone does in life. But Mm -hmm. I I stopped myself for a minute and I said, is there anything that has to get done? Like any of these things I'm listening, I'm thinking about rambling my head, does any of this have to get done today?
1: Mm -hmm. And the answer
2: was no. If I didn't do any of those
0: things today, (laughs) uh I would still be fine. You would, (laughs) and your business would probably be fine. You know, yeah everything around you would probably be fine. Like most things we can put off for a day, you know, at least. And you know that, oh, I have to do this? Like that's often a clue that there's a compulsive trance happening. Or if there's like, oh my God, I have this list of 30 things and where do I start? And you know, it's like, There's already like a flustering feeling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like, it's powerful to go, what do I actually have to do today? What can I let go of today? And it might be, you know, 19 of the 20 things. Yeah. And our mental health is the most important thing, truly.
2: Yeah. And I find myself very fortunate because with a business, I am really in a position where there, there's very few people I that are waiting on me for something. It's not like in an office where I'm collaborating with colleagues and there's meetings every day and people are waiting for my work so they can continue their work. Yes, it's set up. I have, you know, achieved so much that everything that I'm doing is optional because it's so awesome. Yeah. It's projects to improve the business. Uh-huh. But if I were not to touch the business, yeah, it would be fine.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And I have so, something that yeah. I wanted to share about that, but I don't want to yeah. interrupt you. Oh. So do you want to finish your thought? Absolutely. So
2: I and I think maybe for many business owners who listen to this, it could be the same for them and almost speaking out loud, trying to remind myself of what I've achieved versus focusing on what I have not or what I need to do. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where I was going with that. No, I appreciate that distinction. And also what was coming up as you were talking is, you know, you don't have people needing things from you in order to for them to move their ball forward. Right. That being said, you have this very, um, like big high achiever within you. And sometimes it might be like a critical parent, right? Mm -hmm. I say that in quotes, like, you know, you're not doing enough. You're not like, you know, or think about like a cranky librarian, you know, they've got their hair in a bun that's too tight and they're like, you know, they're just, (laughs) you know, cranky. Right. And so some of us may have like a cranky librarian with a writing crop. That's like faster, more, 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 you know? And so we don't even need somebody outside of ourselves to say, I need this because we have it inside. Yeah. And so the work then for you and for me and for all of us who deal with this, this compulsive nature to do more, be more, have more, is like stopping. That's always the first step. Taking a breath and going... Who's like, whose voice is this that's telling me I have to get this done today? First of all, is that true? And second of all, who the heck is this (laughs) that's taken over my mind and my spirit, you know? (laughs) Hijacked me. I think it's fear for
2: me. Uh huh. This fear is if I stop, it'll collapse.
0: Yeah, I hear that that's very um that probably is something from when you were a kid and you know it could have been witnessing a parent who stopped and things collapsed a bit or it could be you know that happened to you when you were a kid somehow um we often learn how to be adults from when we were kids right And so the thing is, you're not a kid anymore. You're not, you know, at the whim of your parents anymore. You have autonomy. And with that comes a sense of empowerment and consciousness. And so again, that compulsivity can be, and I'm saying that because I have it too, okay? I'm not like pointing at you going, you have this, you know, I have it too. A lot of listeners have it, you know, probably everyone, probably everyone to a certain degree. um, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is most of us, like it's a very rare person that didn't grow up in an environment that wasn't at least a little bit toxic or traumatic. Right. And so a lot of times our way of dealing with trauma as a, an adult is what we did as kids shutting down You know, trying to be perfect so that we'll get approval and we'll be safe, right? Because we are dependent upon our parents, our teachers, you know, whatever may be there. But that can also be a straitjacket that we're then carrying into adulthood, which maybe served us well as kids, but and maybe it serves us well in a certain way as business owners because you know we do have to be self-motivating. But it's also really important to to look at the balance there. Like there's self-motivating and there's compulsive overworking. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess there's always there's like a time for each level
1: because That's sometimes, right.
2: like you're saying, there sometimes your these things that we want to unfold later in our career and our life might have been our superpower that's right in the beginning yep
0: yeah and they might be have been our superpower to get us to adulthood too yeah right and to actually be self-sustaining adults yeah and
2: then at some point it just doesn't serve you anymore
0: Well, it's like an old coat that, you know, we've been maybe wearing and it's ratty and, you know, we're trying to like boost ourselves up and look good, you know, getting our hair Mm -hmm. done or whatever, but we're wearing this ratty coat, right? (laughs) So the looking good could be like, I'm going to make my business even better, but here we are like growing our business in a ratty coat. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is that, it really, like the work that you're doing is this bringing this level of awareness and consciousness. And it, I believe it is a daily practice because these ways of doing things are ingrained in us and we've also been rewarded for them. So it's kind of like Pavlov's dogs, you know, we get the treat, you know, we hear the bell, we salivate, we get the treat, right? Right. We mm-hmm. write our to-do list, we do it, we get the treat of money, you know, somebody saying, oh, you're such a successful business owner, you know, whatever it may be. And social media is like that too, right? Mm-hmm. We post, we get acknowledgement, that's our treat. But then it becomes this street jacket of like, that's our source of Self esteem, perhaps like the business or social media, but it's not a sustainable source of self esteem. It's going to crumble at some point if that's our primary way of feeling good about ourselves.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think also as business owners, and for me, you get to. You, you get to a certain place because a lot of this is like, I'm going to do this because then I'm going to get more money or be successful. Yep. And then you get to that place of sort of being there and you realize it doesn't give you the reward. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's it's like the chase mm-hmm. that is making you feel like you're looking forward to something. And then when the chase is over, you're, you're stuck
0: with your, uh, with your straight jacket, <laughs> that's right. And, you and your straight jacket, <laughs> exactly. And often there's some depression that can happen, whether that be clinical or not. You know, it's like you're working, 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 and then all of a sudden you achieve it or you get it. You get what you were trying to get. Cause and effect, right? You work hard, mm-hmm. you get it, and then it's like, well, this isn't so great. And so the thing is, if we bring the level of consciousness which you're doing into your daily life, into your business, then when you create what you want, your you, Stephanie, are gonna be there fully. Mm -hmm. Not having like sacrificed parts of you to get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this reminds me of something that I heard actually you say, and I can't remember where. If it's one of your webinars or um, some other resource, but I know it was you and it really impacted me because uh, as you were talking about making space for other parts of your life outside your business, you're saying you have to know what that thing is. That's right. Because often we are so focused on free time. I want more free time. But then we get it and we don't know what to do with it.
0: Yeah. We're like a deer in the headlights.
2: Right. It? And so yeah. we need to also know what what is
0: the free time going to look like. That's right. To actually enjoy it. Exactly. Because nature abhors a vacuum. And if you create free time, it is going to get filled up either with what you want it to get filled up with and that mm-hmm. filled up with what you want could be nothing could be reading on your sofa,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: but if you're just thinking, Oh, I'm going to have this nebulous free time, then you're going to probably have your schedule filled up with things that aren't of your choosing. Yeah. yeah. Or scrolling social media. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is well, like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> So my dear, let me think if there's anything else. We're getting ready to wrap up here, but I'm wondering if you have any, you know, if you have a question for me, or I know you had asked about goals um, in your email to me. Is there anything Mm -hmm. you want to ask about that? I think
2: uh, it was great talking about the past episodes and about making space today. And I would love to hear I I would love to ask you on with all these possibilities as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. the business owner um, and I bet many come on your table often how how what is your suggestion for deciding what you take on yeah
0: and what you let go of okay yeah that's a fantastic question so what I would recommend doing is, and we did a little bit of this when we began looking at like the big parts of your life, right? You being a teacher, you being a pet business owner, you being a mom, a wife. Um, So those were kind of the four, you know, mom, wife, mom slash wife, teacher, pet business owner. And then we had that fourth one, which was the new venture, right? And so it's like, well, you had said, but I'm already feeling stress. So what do I do? And the thing is, is that, you know, to pile something on when you're already feeling stress is not a recipe for success. So how do you choose? So it really does come down to taking deep breaths, stopping, not just blindly moving forward, even if you feel super passionate about it, right? But actually looking at, is this something I want to do? So asking yourself that question, is that something I want to do? You know, on a scale of one to 10, how lit up am I about it? That's a good question to ask. I would say if it's above, like if it's an eight or above, then that's something to move forward with. But it may not be that you can move full steam ahead on that freight train, you know, so it's like, well, what can I do today? What's one small action I can take to acknowledge that this is a direction that I want to move forward. Um, and to satisfy that part of me that wants to move forward, but yet not creating this a list of like 30 things that I have to do so that I then become overwhelmed again. So then you're, you know, you're acknowledging it, you're paying attention to that passion that wants to be born, that does need some assistance to be born. And you know, what is one small action you can do today? And what you might want to do too, is to look at the other areas of your life, like, After you answer that question of what's one small action you can do, to look at the other major areas of your life and really look at like what is feeding me today, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, financially? Is there some attention that that major part of my life is needing from me that I'm not giving it? You know, you're Son may be one of those, right? Maybe not, you know, I mean, I know you you spend a lot of time with your son, but, you know, or your relationship with your partner or, you know, the pet sitting business, maybe one also. And so what you could do is like, what's one small way that I can nurture that if it's something that you truly need or want to continue doing?
2: right? I love that. I love that one. What's one thing? I can Not do? even
0: just one thing, darling. It's what's one small thing. What's one small thing? Yeah. Cause you're, you're setting yourself up for success with that. Right. Cause one thing like as an overachiever, like you are, like I am, like a lot of the listeners are, um, what's one thing could be like, I am going to write a book. <laughs> Uh, guess what? That's going to take a lot longer than you know, maybe even a year, right? Yeah. So, what's one small thing that I can do today, and then write it down and circle mm-hmm. it, and but really look at it, like you know, as a compulsive overworker, the the tendency for compulsive overworkers and for super high achievers type A personalities, is to, like, one small thing is actually a big thing. And we can, like, cloak it in a small thing. Because <laughs> we're so high, you know, we're such high achievers. And so it's important for you to be honest with yourself. You know, be yeah. straight with yourself and your straight jacket. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> and is this going to enhance my life is it going to spark joy you know what i'm saying that i want to create this new addition to my life whatever that may be Mm -hmm. or is it going to deplete my life and if it's going to deplete my life then it may be that i need to put that on pause for now Or just again, like the most minute little thing you can do. Like what's a teeny tiny teeny tiny teeny tiny little thing I can do today? Yeah. And maybe it's just journal writing about it. You know, journal writing about the passion to let the passion out. You know, why am I excited about this? Why does it spark joy? You know, what are some adjectives that I would use to describe the feelings that I have when I think about this new project that I feel lit up about, but that I also feel like a horse that's being held back because I've got a lot going on. So how can I let the horse go a little bit, right? Let go of the Sorry. reins just a little bit. Are you a writer? Am I remembering that? I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You do the writing. That's when yes. your self cares. Yeah. So you know all about that. Like, sometimes we have to hold the horse back. It's dangerous, right? To Mm -hmm. go full steam ahead. That's actually my favorite way to ride, by the way, Stephanie. Like, in another life, I would have been a jockey. Like, that was actually one of the top three things that I wanted to be when I was a kid. Yeah, it was like jockey, veterinarian, actress. Those were the things, you know, um, to have to do with animals, you know. So, it's like you know, where can I release the reins just a little bit? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to pull back entirely, but what's a tiny way that I can let that force that is my passion, you know, go a little bit to let it know that I'm really paying attention, that I acknowledge that it's there, that it wants to go forward but it's you being in charge of the speed of that rather than the horse taking you back to the barn. And that's oh, the God. compulsive nature, right? Is the horse going back to the barn or you know, running full steam ahead. Like, you know, we have to, we have to do some controlling of ourselves. You know, as much as we control everything else in our lives to do list, our, you know, business, we also have to, you know, work with our mind. And that's really what I'm hearing you doing in this introspective work is really beginning that process and creating, you know, a relationship with your mind, so that you both are facing in the same direction. And your mind helping to contribute to your peace and serenity rather than creating chaos and drama. Yeah. That
2: was very well explained. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I can repeat it exactly. So I'm glad that this is being recorded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's kind of like a dream sometimes, you know, like you have a dream and then you like, or a sand mandala or something. And then it's like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. So giving you some action steps as you move forward, and they're going to be tiny, okay? Not anything. Very small. Very tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny. So what is one very teeny, tiny action that you might be able to take this week, not even today, but this week that would help you move, you know, acknowledge your passion and give it some attention? So, first of all, what is your passion? Are you asking me right now? I am. <laughs> I,
2: I know. That's I wasn't really sure hard if I was. Question. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like the question of what do you want? Like at the surface, it seems so easy. It's like, well, I want this and that. But it's like, no, what do you really want? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you want to answer what is your passion, now you can. If you don't, you don't have to. I think
2: I have a lot of passions, which is that's the problem. Yeah. That's like the good thing and the bad thing. Yep. But right now. I'd like to say that my passion is myself right now. Tell me more. I'm, I feel energized um, in this new place where I don't have to, where I can remind myself that I'm safe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, you know, the straight jacket has come off. I've sort of been in this place before, but I feel like every time I come back to this place, Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, slowly engraving that neurological path yep. stronger yeah. every time I sort of come back. And I feel like there was a very strong path this uh-huh. time. And so, you know, when you have all that anxiety that you're you're carrying with you and then it's gone, it's like you have this new freedom of Completely. like I could feel like I'm allowed to feel good. I I could actually feel good right now. Yeah. And so I'm I, I'm excited to really put myself in the forefront so that, like you were saying, if I write a to-do list or I write about the different areas of my life, it's always in reference to um, what do I want or what mm-hmm. do I need? Mm-hmm. Is this necessary based on my own... My own mental and physical and emotional health.
0: That's right. Is this necessary based on my own emotional, mental health? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Asking ourselves questions can be a way to wake us up from the trance. Yeah. That's why, you know, the post-it notes on the door or in the mirror it's like it it gets us out of that like ingrained neurological loop mm-hmm. that we may be compulsively on that isn't serving us. It's as profound and challenging as the straitjacket, right?
2: So maybe my very small task is every time I think of something that needs to be done, I ask myself, is this necessary?
0: I love that. So words are powerful. So every time can set you up for defeat. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) so anytime we say, you know, you always do this or you never do this or every single, you know what I mean? It's like, we're already like doomed in a way, you know? So one thing you might want to do, I love where you're going with this is to say, when I decide to do something I ask myself, is this necessary? Is this truly necessary? Yeah. You know, so that you're not setting yourself up for defeat by saying every single time, because that's the critical parent, again, coming in going, you have to do this every yeah. single time, you know, it's a more loving way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really beautiful. And even does it spark joy? You know, going back to Marie Kondo? Yeah, and if not, is there a way that I could do it that'll help spark joy if it's something that I need to do? So, for example, one of my least favorite things, I have two least favorite things, okay? One is taxes? Like I just, uh, there's so many things I'd rather I'd rather get a root canal than do taxes the other thing oddly enough is packing packing a suitcase i don't know why and i do it a lot because my husband and i live in hawaii and california so we go back and forth back and forth back and forth so suitcase it's like part of my life so how can i make it fun so you know how can i make it help it spark joy not that it's going to be like woohoo i love to pack now I still don't love to pack, but what I'll do is I might play some music, listen to a podcast while I'm doing it, give myself a reward on the other end. You know, if it's something that I really need to do that's necessary, right? Because there are some things that are necessary that we can't put off, even if we don't want to do them. Right. Then how can we enhance it a little bit and make it a little bit more joyful for us or even a little, you know, like a tiny bit joyful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right, my dear. So anything else, anything you want to say before we end this here?
2: I think just thank you for, for your time, for having me on here three times and it's been it's been really helpful. I did not know where this was going, you know, and we started mm-hmm. 3 times ago or yeah, <laughs> 3 yeah. sessions ago
0: and um it's it's been really helpful. I'm so glad. You know, I never know where it's going each time. It, whether I'm working privately with somebody or on the podcast, I absolutely never know. <laughs> and that's part of, you know, The joy of it in a way. It's like letting the life speak, letting the business speak, letting the soul speak, rather than us both going, okay, step by step, what do we do? Where are the action steps? Blah, blah, blah. You know, how can we get from point A to point Z? It's like throwing all that to the side and saying, okay, that's the overachiever in us that wants to like figure this out. But how can we actually start the coaching session with a blank slate of not knowing? And you know, the way that I do that, part of the way that I do that is to not know too much about each session before I um, work with somebody either privately or on the podcast. So one of my steps for people when they reach out to me to get coached, On the podcast or privately is i say write write down your questions and your challenges and your business issues but don't tell me before because i don't want to get my brain already thinking about it i want it to be fresh yeah
1: that's
0: great so yeah so there are ways that you may be able to do that in your life too you know, I'm not sure what they are, but like to kind of erase, and you're you're doing that. Like you're taking off the straitjacket, and that's a way to appear in your life fresh and new. Asking the questions is a way, right, to really look at what you want to create or let go of in a with a fresh perspective.
2: Yeah. I'm just soaking it all in.
0: (laughs) I'm glad you'll be able to listen to this again very soon, actually. Yeah. And there's, there's such a difference too, from having this session, which can be kind of like a dream in a way, like it's over and then you're like living your life, right? Or hopefully you're integrating what we've talked about, but It can be so powerful. A lot of podcast coaching clients tell me this, that after they listen to it as an observer, they gain even more. So I hope that that happens for you too. Yeah, And
2: then also being able to go back even like a year or so later because you're you're documented in a moment in time.
0: That's right. It's a barometer. It's like anytime we you know, are able to go back in a way and a way we can go back sometimes is like, like for me, I go to a particular retreat center every year. Um, it's usually around the same time, like the springtime. And so each time I'm there, I'm like aware of who I was the year before Mm -hmm. and it's a barometer, you know? And so the podcast coaching is like that too, where you can, you know, pull it up and go, wow, wow. I have really made some shifts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the high achievers, I'm just going to say this last thing before we end here. Those of us that are really high achievers, impulsive overworkers, and I say that in the most loving way, okay? Because yeah. I'm a compulsive overworker too. Yeah. Um, but those of us that are, you know, type A people, we very rarely acknowledge how far we've come. And so it takes things like this, you know, to be able to listen to where we were a year ago, right? And go, oh my gosh, I'm so different. I actually made some changes. Or Mm. like looking at what did you accomplish in the last year? You know, that can be a way of acknowledging how far we've come too. But we where we usually go as high achievers type A compulsive overworkers is we go what hasn't been done yet and what needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's no room for us really realizing how far we've come. And so that's a really critical part in critical in the best possible way, a really important part of being able to pat ourselves on the back and give us the kudos that we need and the props to really look at how far we've come.
2: That's what I want to do
1: yeah. now.
2: My 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 next thing is making space for that because right. when there's more space, there's more time to notice. Exactly.
0: And then when you're Stephanie. rushing,
2: you don't remember anything no
0: you don't and your life becomes the blur like it was for you last year right you look mm-hmm. back and you like I don't even know where that year went yeah so now you know this year is going to look very different I think just simply in the slowing down and allowing yourself to slow down and to know that you're safe too you know that's another really important piece um we need to go but you know that is something that is its whole yeah. other We could talk like, for hours I know I know but that could be its <laughs> whole other session because there's so many business owners that I work with who amazingly enough this is private coaching okay and I'm yeah. not mentioning any names but like what I can say is many many people have said this to me like I'm afraid I'm going to end up homeless you know it's because there's a lack of safety And not really acknowledging that we create our own safety. And, you know, anyway, there's so much I could say about that. But, you know, so just like nurturing that part of us that feels unsafe. And, you know, where we might go is if I work hard or I hustle or I grind, I'll be safe. It's not true, though. It's like where, you know... Conscious actions can create safety more than compulsive overworking or compulsive to-do list checking off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, my dear. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and a joy. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on all these times. Like I've never worked with somebody on the podcast three times, but I felt like this is... Not only, I think, hopefully, going to help you, which it sounds like it already has a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. more than a little bit. A lot. I, yeah. Okay. Great. But I also know that for listeners, like you're in some ways preaching to the choir here. Like there are so many people that grapple with what you're talking about and the issues that you brought up that, you know, you are having huge impact by sharing yourself here. I love that. I didn't even
2: think of it that way. I mean, I did to some extent, but um, I love that something that I'm struggling with and finding answers to can help more people.
0: Yeah. And you've articulated it so clearly, succinctly, and beautifully that I just really feel like listeners, you know... I already know that a lot of listeners have been relating to what you've said. And in this session, it'll be no different. I believe that. So thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. You too, Kristen. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you got a lot out of that coaching session with Stephanie, the third and final coaching session. If you would like to be coached on the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, I would absolutely love to work with you. You can go to the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 139. That's the number 139 at the end. And you can apply to be coached on the podcast. My podcast team will be in touch with you And they will go ahead and schedule your session, and I would absolutely love to work with you. So I invite you to do that now. You can also go to that show notes page to find out more about the 28-day business and life boot camp for badass women that is happening very soon, and I would love to have you be a part of it. We have pet business owners and really all types of business owners from all over the world attending. And it would just be an honor and a delight to have you there too. I've purposefully kept the price very low in order to accommodate different budgets, people of all types who, you know, can afford it or not. I want to encourage you to check it out. And one of the major focuses for this 28 day business and life boot camp is on doing a daily income producing activity. So what a lot of people noticed in the boot camp last year. Is that they actually made a lot more money as a result of the 28 day business and life boot camp than they had made in the prior year, just, you know, even in that 30 days, because they were really focusing on what is going to move the ball forward in their business and their life, but not just like randomly doing it, right? It's like, where do you want to put your attention? What would be sustainable, meaningful? You know, emotionally satisfying for you and to receive support to actually do those income producing activities. Also, self care is a big part of the boot camp. So, even though the name boot camp can bring up feelings of like, oh, I'm going to be overwhelmed, the process really is about creating action steps that are going to sustain you emotionally, physically, mentally, even spiritually, while you are getting things done in your business and also taking care of yourself in the midst of all of this. So you're going to learn new ways of doing things in your business and your life that may serve you well for you know this year or even in the coming years. So You can also read testimonials from people that attended the boot camp, and you can find out more by going to the show notes page to find out more about the boot camp. You can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash boot camp, or to apply to be coached on the podcast, or to find out more about the boot camp, you can also go to the show notes, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 139. I wish you a beautiful day or evening, wherever you're at in the world, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this. Thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast. I appreciate you. I wish you such a beautiful new year. Take good care. Bye.
1: Did you know that in addition to coaching pet business owners on this podcast, Kristen Morrison also offers private one-on-one business and life coaching sessions, as well as group online classes. Kristen's Rapid Fire private coaching sessions will help you get the answers to your most important business and life questions. Rapid Fire sessions are 25 or 50 minutes. If you have one or two specific questions or business issues, this is a fast way to get you pointed in the right direction. Kristen also offers Best Year Yet coaching to help you create an empowering roadmap of 10 business or life goals for the next 12 months. You'll learn how to set powerful monthly and weekly action steps steps to keep you on track to accomplish even your biggest goals. You can start Best Year Yet coaching at any time of the year. The Best Year Yet starter package includes a two-hour private coaching session with Kristen and goal setting and tracking software to help you stay on top of your goals all year long. Or if you'd like to book a vacation and experience a day of private coaching, you can take your business and life to the next level with an immersive coaching experience when you book a VIP coaching day with Kristen Morrison in either california or hawaii when you book a vip coaching day you'll receive customized business and life coaching with kristen as your guide you'll also learn what you need to find and hire great staff or attract profitable clients or customers or both with a vip coaching day you'll receive a full day of customized coaching to help you get unstuck in your business and your life plus a lot more If you'd like to spend a full day with Kristen and learn how to leap over your roadblocks and create systems and strategies that enable you to work on your business instead of in your business, the VIP Coaching Day is for you. In addition to private coaching, Kristen teaches live webinars and online workshops. These classes enable you to watch, listen, and learn from wherever you're at in the world. If you're not able to attend the live class date, simply sign up and you'll automatically receive the recording the day after the class. New webinars and workshops are added to the website monthly. The VIP coaching days, private coaching sessions, and monthly group classes give you many options to take your business and life to a new level of growth, satisfaction, and profitability. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. That's prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow. Or go to this episode's show notes page to find out more about Kristen's private coaching and online classes to begin transforming your pet business or personal life right now. To find out more, go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash grow.
0: Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.